tweak your colors a little bit. You can tweak me anytime, Mike. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, The Last Jedi hits with an official trailer. That's right. All right, we got a surprise new Mutants trailer, and that's a horrifyingly good thing. (laughs) Wink, wink. Uh, Thor Ragnarok's red carpet matches the drapes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I think that's my favorite one in a long time, Chris. Good oh, job. thank you, thank you. And more, and more. Uh, and I like how you were kind of ca- caught off guard at the very beginning of the podcast, and you started off at this, like, higher pitch, Chris, mm-hmm. that I don't usually hear. Well, look, man, I'm really excited. I I mean, we've been doing this almost three years now, and I really like this week's show notes. Like, I something about it just feels good, and, and yeah, I and, got and a good plus, aura about it. Yeah, and when like a Star Wars trailer comes along, we're gonna do something a little, a little special when that then that pops up mm-hmm. here at the beginning of the show. But um, as always, uh, we're usually up to things when it comes to a week nope, by week basis. This, this is it. This I, every, <laughs> they just they just let me sleep and then I make show notes and then then the show. So yeah. So so anything anything to note, Chris? What have you been up to this week? Um, I've had my mother in law and my wife's aunt in. They were in painting um, some of, some of the walls in our in rooms in our house this weekend so oh I that, to putting the in-laws to work <laughs> they they volunteered so that was really cool oh those then, suckers you don't my, volunteer for that yeah. you gotta let so you gotta you gotta get them to ask you so you can lord it over them well i, I tom i tom sawyer i'm like man this painting this walls is really really fun i, I mean, <laughs> it'd be it'd be a shame if you missed out on all this fun Mm-hmm. Um, but then also my grandparents got to come see my house for the first time on both sides oh, at, cool. um, earlier that day. And my dad brought me a pressure washer for a housewarming oh, gift. So thank you, dad. you're such an adult now. Oh, pressure washers are amazing. Yeah. I've only used them uh, very sparingly in the past. But, oh, man, there's like a whole like pressure washing subreddit where you can just wash people, watch people wash stuff. And, man, it is oddly satisfying for sure. Well, one of my favorite um, scenes in Aqua Teen and, and – Friend of the show, Brian Smith, will, will agree, is when Meatwad says he opens up his own pressure washing business, <laughs> but then he had to sell the pressure washer, and it, it's just a whole little, it's a whole little gig in like one thing, and that, that was his job, was Meatwad's pressure washing, but then he had to sell the pressure washer. So. <laughs> oh, poor Meatwad. Yeah, so it's been doing some house stuff. I mean, yesterday it was 90 degrees outside, today it's 40 and rainy, so I had to get that last push in for it. And then that's all, the that's the Midwest for you for sure. It definitely <laughs> is. Uh, when you don't know if you're gonna have the heat or air on, and you probably have both on in the same day, you might be <laughs> in the Midwest. Yeah. But also, technology-wise, I was uh, able to discover Disney Movies Anywhere has updated their app to just be called Movies Anywhere, Mike. Yeah, I got the email, and it the email was kind of annoying just because it was just like, hey, guess what this thing that you're using is changing and now you have to take action to retain your movies mm-hmm. so i think i have to like go online and i have to like transfer stuff over oh you I'm just like you just click like a disney well yeah i'm sure <laughs> i know it's just clicking a button i'm sure it's easy but it's just like come on disney you own this just do it for me <laughs> well i think they just have to say verify hey you know what you're doing um yeah i guess because the way it works movies anywhere disney movies anywhere was you sign in you redeem your digital codes that come with your Disney movies, or if you bought them on, on anywhere. 
and you could watch them across any service that you have an account. So my Disney movies would show up in my iTunes or my Amazon or my whatever Microsoft Videos thing is called that nobody uses. Um, it'd show up across all these platforms. But now they've evolved and gotten, I think, more partners involved and more studios. So it's anywhere, movies anywhere across. So if I bought Redeem Movies on Vudu, which is like Walmart. So if you buy a DVD at Walmart, you get the code mm-hmm. for it, right? I can watch that on my iTunes now rather than going to the Vudu app to watch some movies and the iTunes app to watch other. It all works. So if I want to watch my iTunes movies on Vudu because maybe I'm a glutton for pain and, and bad design, I can go that way. <laughs> um, I think only Paramount's like one big studio that's not involved, and that's like Mission Impossible and Transformers movies. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, my library on iTunes went from like 50 to over 100 plus this week. Oh, wow. On movies that I... I was like, I, I always forget I have these because I, I don't sign in like three or four yeah. apps at once. It's crazy. You can literally buy digital movies like anywhere. Like you you told us this week through a text message thread that like you can just buy movies on Fandango now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fandango now, not Fandango. Fan- oh, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's all Fandango to me. It's just like I feel like almost any 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 area is willing mm-hmm. to take your money and deliver you a digital download. I mean, um, I heard some people saying that like – um, they thought <laughs> YouTube was dumb for selling movies, but like I've done that a couple times. Like I've hopped on YouTube and just like rented a movie, something I didn't really think I needed to own, but just wanted to watch real quick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can go to like YouTube. You can probably buy stuff on Vimeo. I'm just guessing. I can go to Fandango's website, Vudu, Ultraviolet. I think is one. Yeah, I think Ultraviolet's the platform, but yeah, y- yeah. You, you type in, I want to buy this movie. You're gonna find a hundred hits in oh, yeah, in yeah. that movie. Uh, which, which I think is to me, movies anywhere. I think is really cool as I try to transition from disc, disc to digital. And I know you're already in the digital platform, like pretty yeah. hardcore. So, mm-hmm. is this something that you know that you find beneficial, or you know, whenever, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm buying something digital, I try to think of the long term benefits of the platform. You know, uh, I'm like I'm always worried about like getting this giant catalog, spending hundreds of dollars on digital content for like a service that's like gonna fold in like a couple years, and like maybe it gets sold to another company, and maybe my movies gets transferred over to it. So it's just like, yeah, I hate physical media, but. I mean, I guess at the very least, you know, you do actually own it. Like, you don't have to work. Like, if for some reason the business that printed your DVD folds, they're not going to, like, knock on your door and be like, hey, we're going to need that DVD back. And it's like, no, no, no. I want to keep it because I want to, mm-hmm. I own the movie, right? So, um, it still seems like the safe bet to own catalogs is going to be probably iTunes for sure. Right. Um, just because they're so um, embedded in that type of digital content. Probably Amazon after that, and maybe a close tie with Google. So yeah, if I'm buying digital stuff, I'm gonna stick with there. Like I don't like the idea that Walmart kind of owns one of these services, and then the idea that Disney owns movies anywhere, but also probably has like contracts with other studios. It's just like there's no telling what's gonna happen. Like when those contracts expire, and one of these studios want to back out and make their own streaming service, and then all of a sudden your movies disappear. Well, the best part about Movies Anywhere, Movies Anywhere isn't necessarily the streaming service you have to use. Like, you don't have to go to the Movies Anywhere app. Mm. It just makes your movies you already own appear in your other platforms you already use. So, I just go to iTunes, and all my Voodoo movies are automatically in iTunes now. 
Like, see, there's there's got to be some sort of reasoning for helping people funnel their movies into one app. Like, I'm sure Disney's got some sort of plan there. I don't know if it's on the surface and everybody already knows what it is and I'm just not looking close enough, but there's got to be a reason for facil- facilitating that, you know? Oh, no, I, I totally – I think there, there there's something that we're not seeing because you don't pay for this service. It just mm-hmm. does it. And, but I, I definitely think, you know, you don't have to use the Movies Anywhere app. You can just use whatever you're using, which I think is – huge because you know i have a bunch of movies when i think voodoo or flickster was first launching there was a bunch of movies like if you invite so many friends we're gonna start just giving you free digital movies and i i don't know i piled a bunch of them together and i'm like okay great here's these movies and i always forget i have them Uh Um, like i've also like the big lebowski is on my voodoo because i bought Mm -hmm. the dvd or the blu-ray um, all my X-Men and Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man movies now show up in my library, iTunes library, because Fox was, I don't know, didn't want to give them the iTunes or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, this digital locker service is pretty cool, so, um, I don't know. I just I just really like the idea of it, that I, I don't have to go to eight different things to, what, to see what all my movies are now. Like, one, well, like, I just go to what I've been using, and they're there, and that's really cool to me. Well, Chris, when you're happy, it makes me happy. So that's good. And I think, I think, I think I've never bought anything from Google. I put Voodoo higher than Google, if I was to be honest. But um, all right, well, there you go. Right from right from Chris's right mouth. from my mouth, Mike. What have you been up to this weekend? I know I'm not well, the one I, doing things. Well, I'll keep it a, a short and sweet. I had to move this giant, heavy ass piece of furniture yesterday with friend of the show, Quentin Parker. So shout out to him if he's listening this week. I really appreciate him helping me move this thing. So he was helping uh, you, and you weren't helping him. Uh, yeah, he was helping me for sure. Go you, so, Quinn. Uh, That's a true friend. The, the the piece of furniture is what's called a credenza. Uh, if you're like me and didn't know what that was when my wife said she bought one on Facebook Marketplace, it's kind of like a fancy kind of buffet type of piece of furniture. Uh, you kind of usually see them in like, dining can... rooms and stuff. Um, but, uh, the, the apartment we're moving into needed some, uh, new furniture with some more storage. So she got it at a really, really good price. Um, like, I think it was like 160 bucks, which is a steal because when I went to go pick it up down in Hollywood, this thing is like a behemoth. It's like super heavy. It's like really long. Um, and ended up actually not fitting in our current elevator at our apartment. So it was a pain in the ha- in the ass to move around. But, like, the more heavy it was, the more I was just like, oh, we're really getting our money's worth <laughs> here. Because <laughs> it's just like we, we, we didn't pay – I didn't – we didn't pay that much for all this weight. So That's I felt you, like that, I was <laughs> – That is a true Jurassic Park moment come to life. Whenever the lawyer's like, is it heavy? Well, it's probably expensive. Put it back. So you definitely – you're living that moment right now. Yeah, right? exactly. And, like, you know, the, the the further you move away from the country and you move into a city, uh, you have less and less friends that own pickup trucks. So, luckily, <laughs> friend of the show, Quentin Parker, owned a kind of um, – where they, I believe they're called Chevy Trackers. They're kind of – they kind of look like the um, – like an alternate to buying like a Jeep Wrangler kind of type thing. Um, So it had like a luggage rack on top. So somehow we hoisted this behemoth on top of it, we ratchet strapped it down, (laughs) and then I followed behind him in my car. And it was was an ordeal, but it was pretty hilarious. Um, Luckily, we're moving here in a couple weeks so we just stored it in my parking spot in our parking garage and luckily my actually my car is actually really short so i can still park in my parking spot still so that's pretty hilarious so yeah that was a fun yesterday doing that (laughs) that that is ingenuity through and through so 
Oh um, yeah. I'm sure there were some points where people were walking by us watching this, watching us put this on top of this uh, car and they were just like shaking their heads like they're crazy, but we did it, naysayers. We did it. Wow. I'm 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 not even mad. I'm really impressed. So Congratulations to you two for moving your credenza into your parking spot. (laughs) Thank you very much, Chris. You're welcome. But now we're going to get into the real bit of news. It's been a week almost since this last thing hit, our first bit of news hit, and it feels like it was forever ago because it's how superhero (laughs) movie news goes. But on Monday, we got our official Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer, Mike surprising i i felt like we had had the official trailer a while ago but apparently those are all just teaser trailers or like small mm-hmm. clips or or sneak peeks so yeah this was the first legit trailer so yeah they classify it as official trailer um it was big it's huge i it, it gained over 120.1 million views on the first day which is higher than its teaser numbers uh-huh. So, um, Star Wars is a is a train that's not going to stop rolling. It's <laughs> not going to stop. It's going to keep getting clicks. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but we also have a surprise for you, and Mike has not watched this trailer yet. No, I haven't. I was trying to be a dissenter. I wanted to be the guy that was just like, I don't need to see any more trailer stuff. I'm, they're already going to get my ticket. I'm going to probably see this movie at least twice, which is a big deal for me because I usually only see movies once in theaters. Uh, so they're, I knew they were all going to get my money. I was already bought in. People people have been like writing think pieces out there like the last couple weeks and months saying, like, I know everything I need to know about Star Wars right now. I don't need to watch any more trailers. And to be fair... Um, Star Wars has usually been very, very good about their trailers in the past, so I don't believe that they're going to spoil anything for me. Mm-hmm. But at the I, same I time, I, well. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I realized the other day that I can't avoid this trailer. I'm going to go see Thor Ragnarok in November at the very beginning of the month, and this trailer is undoubtedly going to be in front of that movie i mean so there's no way i can avoid it i don't want to have to like leave the theater while the trailer's running then come back in because who knows the trailer could be the last trailer before thor starts so i don't want to miss anything like so i don't want to put myself through all that so i was like well if i have to watch it uh we'll at least get my initial impressions recorded on the podcast so basically what i'm going to do here is i'm going to click play chris is going to cut out basically all the Mm -hmm. silence of me watching it and then we're just going to jump right back in and i'll let you know what i thought about this uh last jedi trailer so uh chris i think you're going to watch it alongside me i am we're going to watch it together um i've already seen it so i feel very i feel very very comfortable mike will not be too pissed by the time he has watched this so (laughs) Uh, without further ado, Mike, let's go ahead and, and, and we'll cut it here and we'll start the trailer. All right. Three, two, one, let's go. Hot damn. Star Wars. Holy crap. That was awesome. There we oh, go. Oh, man. Man, I, uh, I told Chris about halfway through that trailer that I was getting uh, goosebumps already. So, oh man, I'm so glad I watched that. So all of my worries have been subsided. I don't believe anything was spoiled at all. I was worried because the way the internet (laughs) reacted to this last week, I was expecting porgs every two seconds. So I'm very glad the porg was isolated to one very slim moment. So I'm glad the porg infection didn't go too crazy. Uh, I think it's just merchandising. Everyone sees it in stores. The uh, the craziest thing to me in that trailer what is just going to be the raw emotion going through that. I mean, it was just it was just it was like so on the surface, like it was just uh, just felt like there was like an open wound through that whole trailer. Oh man, it felt so great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Mark Hamill. Man, it was crazy. Yes. It's 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 crazy to see him be Luke Skywalker because yeah, we, we've seen plenty of photos of him. We saw him at the very very end of the Force Awakens, but actually see him like reacting to Ray's power and just delivering just any lines as Luke Skywalker for the first time in years. Oh man, that was amazing. And he's just he's such an amazing actor. I think he's just totally blown past the um, the perceived notion that he was just like some kid in like a science fiction mm-hmm. uh, trilogy back in the day. So man, he just it just his he, performance looks so powerful I, just in those small moments. I agree. Like we've seen him act since then, like Kingsman. Um, I believe he was in was it, um, Arrow or The Flash. Oh, yeah, he was the trickster in The Flash. Yeah. Um, and you know he, he's done the voice of the Joker, but like he always has like sort of like smile or smirk on his face when he's playing those, like wink, wink mm-hmm. at the camera. But like he's really acting again. Like this is this yeah. is it. This isn't Cockknocker from Jay and Silent Bob Strike <laughs> Back. He's really acting. It's really Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he just he and I I I love where they're going with Ray just in this trailer. I never thought about her character going the way of just being like way too powerful of a Jedi. You know, I thought maybe we would see some montages of her trying to train her, trying to get her her powers up, and then, you know, maybe trying to to get strong enough to beat the Empire, but it looks like she just has this pure raw talent that really scares him. Mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really curious what he what he means when he's only seen this power one other time before. I think maybe in the context of these new movies, you go ahead and jump too, and you just think um, Kylo Ren, you know, um, what, what's his what's his surname? What, uh, ben, what's, what's ben, ben Solo. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I thought it was, Ben. So, um, yeah, maybe he's thinking about him, but also I like the idea of maybe he's thinking about Yoda, you know, because that's a really strong Jedi. I think that would even make Rey even more powerful, because as strong as, mm-hmm. as Yoda is known to be. So I love the idea of exploring that. Like, man, she's just like ripping like mountains in half with her power, and like seeing his reaction. Uh, it, it's I, the moment, like the other big moment that I think sticks out. I, I love okay, the, the pure joy in your voice as you go. Yeah, like everyone, yeah. they're they're glad to hear this, Mike. Yeah, everyone, I, I I speak for everybody. I I love how much Kylo Ren seems like he's evil. Like, I have a feeling that he might, like, do a turncoat and, like, end up maybe redeeming himself at the end of the trilogy. But I just like how he just seems, like, so evil in this trailer. Like, he says, like, kill the past, whatever you have to do. And then, like, it looks like there was a moment where he's, like, literally about to, like, blow up his mother. But he just can't quite grapple with that. But we know he has, like, the ability to kill his own father. So it's just, like, there's something there that we don't know. And just, like, Snoke's, like, super super creepy voice through the whole trailer it's like i knew it was him at the very beginning and just i don't know if it's like um some sort of a mechanically tuned voice or what exactly is going on there or if it's just a really great performance from um andy circus uh, andy circus but like oh that was like super creepy and oh man the the badass with uh the um with uh, uh you're gonna say you're gonna cr- say finn and um, yeah Phasma. what do we call yeah i was gonna say what do we call the chrome trooper like who yeah. we haven't had her in the we haven't had her in the movies that much so yeah that looks like an awesome showdown i saw poe in there for a moment uh oh man that's great oh i can't wait to see this there i totally go. get why this trailer would send people rushing to the internet to buy tickets <laughs> yes it did i have to do i have to throw in one thing i did notice in this mic because okay the first third of return of the jedi is one of my favorite parts in the star wars trilogy Jabba's palace 
Uh-huh. And Luke's hand, when it shows a close-up, has the blaster mark where he was shot while on oh. Jabba's thing. It still has, like, that little detail in his hand oh, is, wow. is huge for me. Like, I'm like, they're really paying attention to who Luke is and what his character is. Yeah. I just would have assumed he would have, like, upgraded his arm at some point. But I guess he's just been tinkering with it and keeping it going. Yeah. So, so that, that was really cool. And... It's just it was I there's a lot in there and I think it's also cut to misdirect us so we don't know what's happening and I just love it. So I And agree it, with and, you. It, and overall it was just beautiful. Amazing yeah. shots. It looks like it's going to come together really great. Uh oh, man, the power of Star Wars. Man, I'm so glad I watched that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. You guys got to got to sit here with us while we do it first. But as soon as it went live and sometimes hours before, you could actually buy your tickets to get Star Wars on Monday and as Mike predicted as usual, Fandango <laughs> could not handle the traffic and crashed for I a thought, little bit. I thought they'd be able to do it. I thought they'd learn their lesson from two years ago and maybe beef up their servers a little bit, at least for that one night. But, yeah, I don't know. You you did the due diligence of texting me and letting and asking me if I got the tickets, but it just popped out of my head because I had already made the decision earlier last week that I wasn't going to watch the trailer, so I just totally forgot about getting the ticket. So when you told me, I literally, I dropped my phone. I dropped everything I was doing. I, like, whipped open my laptop. I, like, ran to my website where I get my tickets. And, like, oh, they were already selling out. Like, the the premium time that I wanted to go to, all the good middle seats were gone. Like, I don't want to see it in 3D. I just, I don't want to see this movie in 3D. I'd love to see it in IMAX without 3D, but I'm just not going to see it for the first time in 3D. So a lot of the show times were just already nixed like that. So I still don't have my tickets yet, but I do have a backup theater that I've actually been going to recently that is pretty good, pretty decent. They have tons of just kind of the regular digital showing showtimes. Like their Thursday night lineup is literally every 15 minutes. They have like a showing in there for their digital stuff. So I saw that they have some sort of fan experience that's like yeah. being played. I don't know what that is, but I don't know if I can get off work early. Maybe I'll go to that. I don't know. So <laughs> I was able to pull it up and the earliest time they had it my for the IMAX screen, which I, I like to go to, was 9.45, and I'm like, I am not wow. waiting until 9.45 <laughs> to watch Star Just, Wars. Yeah, exactly. I will go somewhere else if I have to. But I waited, and I waited, and about 30 minutes later, the IMAX fan experience popped up. It's actually labeled Ooh. as a different movie, and it runs longer. It runs five minutes longer. Yeah, I saw that. So I think they said there's extra footage. There's some collectibles. You get your your snacks for free when you go to this Ooh, one. Free snacks. But you pay a premium. I'll tell yeah, you, right, okay. I am not proud of how much I paid for <laughs> each of those tickets. Uh, tell me how much you paid, Chris. $30 each. Wow. Well, okay, depending you, on what the you, snacks are, that yeah. could really be paying for De- itself. Depending on what, what shows, yeah, the snacks at the end of the day will probably make up for it. But at the moment, I'm like... Do I really need to pay over sixty dollars for two tickets to Star Wars right now? Like, well, it doesn't matter because he did. <laughs> I did, and I did, and and you know what? If it, any other movie, um, maybe a Marvel movie, I'd be okay with it. But Star Wars, yeah, I got, I can't miss out that six o'clock showing, Mike. I gotta get the first one. Um, oh man! So because if if I don't, people will ruin it. People will ruin it for you. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I'm excited to get that six o'clock showing. And last time Star Wars, came, I had two back to back. I got free tickets to another show. Oh, yeah, I saw that there's some double features out there since yep. we have two of these now. So look out for those double features. Uh, that would be cool to go to. Yep, and I believe it's December 15th, I believe, is when this comes out. So 
Uh, if you've got some Christmas vacation time you need to use, this is this is the day to use it for that. <laughs> Go wait in line. But, but uh, yeah, so I gotta I gotta grab my tickets uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, this this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun time. I'm the the Star Wars roar is back. I'm excited. There it was everyone was waiting for it, Mike, and I'm like I'm like you know what? Of all the things, I don't care if you don't watch any other trailer, Mike. You have to watch Star Wars trailer. Like you can't avoid this one. This one's gonna be everywhere for a while. So I'm glad you were here and I'm glad you did it for everybody. But this is not the only trailer we got this week. Fox dropped on us on Friday the 13th at 12:01 a.m. We got our a, a, a Fox surprise. With mm-hmm. the New Mutants trailer that we did That's not right. expect to get, no, and it was, and it's weird because it, you don't expect it for a couple reasons. One was, uh, I don't think there was a whole lot of announcements. Usually, yeah. kind of when you get one of these trailers, sometimes you get like a poster announcement or maybe some sort of like character some images. news coverage at least. Yeah, so this kind of came out of nowhere, and also if you're up with the production schedule, this movie only filmed for like a couple months not very long and that ended like what like three episodes ago we i think we talked about new mutants wrapping up like a few weeks back yeah and they maybe filmed for two months on this thing that we know about so Mm -hmm. uh they they definitely get out of nowhere i mean i don't know again they've kept this one under the radar kind of i feel like we've seen Mm -hmm. the, the script teased for a long time the cast wasn't really officially announced for a long time uh, it just—I don't know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a, uh, I guess, a mystery, and we don't get a lot of those in the superhero mm-hmm. world and news world anymore. But this trailer dropped, and I tell you, I think it about broke the internet because <laughs> this wow, is okay. a horror film, true on horror film, in the X with X Men characters, uh, like a haunted house kind of thing. And I don't think anyone expected it to lean into horror genre this heavy. Like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious how much of the horror themes are mainly just showing up in the way they cut the trailer together and if it's really going to turn out to be like that for for a couple reasons. And after I saw this trailer drop, I really went out and I looked at people's reactions online cuz I was curious how the community was looking at it. And it seems to be kind of pos it seems to go in both ways. A lot of people are saying good on you Fox for kind of um, reinventing your movies, kind of going, I guess, the Marvel route a little bit, with, which is like making sure your superhero movie isn't just a superhero movie. Like, pick a theme. You know, Ant-Man was kind of like a heist movie. Yeah, a genre uh, film. It, with, yeah, with exactly. Su- with superhero characters. Yeah, so uh, I saw some people praising that, and then o- other people were just like, I really don't think this is going to work. And I think some of their reasoning was kind of dumb, but also one kind of pointed out, it's just like, well... A haunted house or a haunted medical asylum or whatever the, ever this is, that haunting works because you think that they're ghosts. You know, you think that there's some sort of supernatural thing out there. But we know this is all mutants. I saw some people say, like, well, that's not a ghost poking out of the wall. That's just the face wall mutant. Hello there, face wall mutant. I see that you're trying to scare us. So I'm not saying that that, that couldn't be scary filmed under a certain context. But I feel like once you actually watch the movie... Maybe it's not going to lean into it as much as the trailer make made it feel like it, you know? Uh, maybe. I feel like they're they're leaning into the horror thing. I think they're like, you know what? Fox is very hit or miss on their movies. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm chalking this one up as a, as a hit. Because it seems like the director was like, I want to do this movie. I want to do it this way. Let's go with it. Yeah, I do like the idea of making a dark and creepy mm-hmm. X-Men movie. 
So it, I think they could definitely hit that mark. But yeah, I feel like it's going to be hard for me to be worried about our heroes once they kind of get control of their powers, maybe towards the end of the movie, because it's just like, screw these ghosts, blast them with your powers, turn into a wolf and eat them, you know? Uh, so, yeah. I, so I feel like maybe the third act might be kind of cool because maybe they'll just kind of get over their fear and just start wrecking shit. So maybe that'll actually be a really cool payoff. Um, I like the creepiness of it. Obviously, they were able to film it so quickly because, you know, these horror movies are usually slightly lower budgets. You know, they're a little bit more nimble, take place in one location. I only saw one location in this trailer, so um, I think that's what they're doing. It looked definitely a lot you could film on sets here. And, and I tell you what... The more I think it's leaning into horror is because of the, the casting going on here in this movie, Mike. Well, and also, I wish they didn't put this in the trailer, and I feel like maybe it's not in the movie, but they someone literally says, this is a haunted house. And it's just like, did you really need to actually say it? I think we got the point by watching the trailer. So I feel like that line maybe doesn't make it into the movie, but it's just like, okay, a little, little heavy-handed there literally saying this is a haunted well, house that they're in. It, it, I think it ties into there, – there are two things going on here if you're familiar with the material. First and foremost, the rattlesnake analogy is really cool that I don't think we've ever heard with mutants before. No, yeah, I like that analogy. That worked well for me. And 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 friend of the show Brian Smith pointed out he's like, you know, we've we've heard mutants, you know, they they just got to get their powers, but they we don't hear this analogy. They don't know how to control them when they're young. And the character Moonstar, which actually was the focus of this film, Danny Danny Moonstar, um, uh, she. Uh, I forget what what is do I have her name just as Moonstar? Yeah. So her name's Danny Moonstar. She is her parents were killed because she has visions of this demonic bear. And that I think her visions and her psychic abilities are what might be you know, her inability to control them and this this character trying to kill her mm-hmm. are what's causing this to be appear haunted as you as you said. So um they may not have it, but I mean the characters and the actors really what stick out to me. Um, mm-hmm. So first off, we have Mirage. Mirage is her name, not Moonstar. Um, played by actress Blue Hunt, uh, Native American actress. I think she's relatively new, um, not not much under her belt. But th- this is where we get into uh, Sunspot is Robert uh, is the guy walking with the pop collar, and I believe he mm-hmm. is the man in the um, the dryer vent because wow, he, he, he can turn himself to fire. We have seen. Um, actually, Sunspot himself in Days of Future Past in the in the future version, he's the mm-hmm. guy who turns black and blows fire on people. If you remember. speaking, yeah, speaking of the future and past, let's let's come back around to uh, maybe what time this movie takes place in after we wrap up these characters. Yeah, totally. Uh, Moonstar's brother was in the beginning of um, uh, Days of Future Past as well. Uh, he was the uh, the um, the Native American mutant who had the super strength, who was fighting the mm, Green Body. Cool. All right. All right. We also get to see the actress from Split, um, Anya Taylor-Joy, as Magic, Ileana Rasputin, who is the sister to Colossus, who we've yes. also seen in several movies. Yeah, I did some research on her, and I looked up her character a little bit after this trailer dropped. Uh, I don't know if she's going to get a badass sword in this movie, but that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, she, she was sent to Limbo and learned magic and how to fight demons. In another dimension, so that's really that cool. sounds cool to me. <laughs> yes, uh, Cannonball is the um, the man with the broke the kid with the broken arm, um, or Sam Guthrie. He uh, he's actually in the Avengers in one of my favorite stories, but he is played by I can't think of his name, but he's in Stranger Things. He, yeah, he's kind he's kind of the the nice the nice guy the nice guy that does not finish last. In the Stranger the older brother <laughs> in Stranger mm-hmm. Things. So uh, he's there. His ability is to like fly around like propel himself really fast 
Uh And when he does it, he's like nearly invulnerable. And then lastly, probably the most well-known actress, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones fame, is Arya Stark. We'll be playing Wolfsbane, uh, also known as Rain Sinclair. And I think an Irish or Scottish um, girl who kind of turns into a werewolf. So yeah, and I think she's supposed to be like conflicted with like her religious beliefs and her mutant powers. Yeah. So there's something going to be playing in there. Yeah. So we've, all these characters have definitely been new mutants, and a lot of complaints I read are like, "Well, these aren't the new mutants." I, if I Google them right now, these aren't the new mutants that look like it. Well, no, they're not. But if you <laughs> that's Google, a that's a that's a dumb complaint. <laughs> it really is. And I'm like, well, if you, you Google, you know, X Men. You know the movie versus X Men. The comics aren't gonna look the same either. Well, yeah, and it's like, have you been watching any of the superhero movies out there, people? Like, they're not matching up with the comic books one to one. They only do that if the if the comic book gets rewritten to match the movie. Yeah. So that was like the biggest complaint. But I think a lot of these people have, um, they're they're like Stranger Things, Split, Game of Thrones. I, I mean, a lot of these backgrounds aren't just normal traditional actors. I feel like they they're like genre specific. So I'm interested to see why they pull into this movie together yeah and i like the idea that this movie it seems like it's going to be scaled down since it's taking place in this one location it it obvious it doesn't seem like the whole world is going to be at stake which is usually what we see in a lot of these movies so it just seems like it's going to be a very isolated story maybe kind of like logan was um but like I said, time-wise, time, time wise, the first time I watched this trailer, I noticed the only little bit of technology we get to see at is this kind of um, uh, surveillance room. And we see a bunch of these standard definition TVs. So I was thinking to myself, okay, this just could be the location. Maybe it's an old, like, abandoned place and they moved in and kind of just rebooted this stuff. But then when I watched the trailer for the second time, I don't think I caught any sort of, like, futuristic type of technology there. So since we don't really know how these definitions decades are really lining up or matching when it comes to this x-men universe there's a chance that this may not be present day so i don't know if maybe a sequel to new mutants might get aged up by 10 years like they've been doing with these other movies or what exactly is going to be happening there so timeline wise we don't really know maybe this could be in kind of like the logan timeline you know this could be in the near future but we just don't see the technology because we're located to this hospital so i would be really interested to see what decade this is supposed to be happening in i would say it's it's probably maybe 10 years from today like 10 years before today like Uh maybe late 90s mid 2000s Simply because Magic is a younger sister of Colossus, and we've seen a grown-up Colossus in Deadpool set in current day. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, it's really hard for me to, to respect the timeline oh, yeah. too much. I could easily well, say them going like, ah, who knows how old Colossus is? He's covered in metal. <laughs> but they're also taking a lot of mutant blood, so I think maybe this might tie into the end of uh, Apocalypse, where the, um, what is it, the, uh, the one company, the Essex Corporation, was oh, taking dude. mutant DNA. Chris, I don't even remember the end of that movie. Well, the end of that movie was like, oh, this is going to tie into Logan somehow. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. But essentially <laughs> they were stealing the mutant blood from the the, the base, Stryker's base. So um, it might tie in. I don't know. We don't know. But this movie comes out in April, and um, that's right around the corner. And that's really yeah. awesome that we don't have to wait forever to watch the end of yeah. this movie. So two 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 big trailers to drop this week. It's a good it's a good week for nerdy trailers. It is. Also in the X Men universe we got some more news. Deadpool two officially has wrapped production this week with with announcement. And that will be out June first of twenty eighteen. So we that's our second of of three Fox movies next year. 
All right, stepping up to the plate and batting against summer movies. That's right. Uh, let's see how it goes. Uh, this summer was apparently really bad. I don't, I don't, re- I don't remember seeing the final numbers because I don't know when kind of technically the summer box office finally wraps up and we get the numbers. But we'll have to see if 2018 can come around. But I mean, Deadpool, you made tons of money the other year, so maybe maybe it can help us at the box office. Yeah, well, I think kicking off with Avengers next year is going to be huge. So yeah, that's going to. And- and another uh, Star Wars character having his own movie next year, so we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. But Deadpool two is wrapped. We got June first. Uh, some Ryan Reynolds has been sharing some Easter eggs. Each of his swords is, has a name. One's B and one's Arthur. So <laughs> B Arthur from Golden Girls. Uh, in other X Men news that we can't avoid, as usual, <laughs> Dark Phoenix has wrapped production as well this week. So I think they had that tied in together pretty well there. Um, and that will be out November 2nd, 2018. So we yeah, will have three, three X-Men movies next year, and we all got these yeah. out in one week. And as we talked about the other week, this Dark Phoenix movie may have a part two, so we'll have to wait and see how that plays. Yeah, we'll def- I think we'll know more come springtime whenever they either get back to production or don't. Mm-hmm. So, and lastly, the, the, fourth, the fourth, I guess, X-Men <laughs> production in, in Fox's realm is Gambit, and they have a release date yet again. Uh, they're seeming to be trying to stick to their guns this time because all this X-Men news came out in one week. I feel like someone someone is lighting a fire into these Fox people. Like, look, we got to uh-huh. do these movies finally. February 14th, 2019. So take your date and Valentine's Day to see Gambit <laughs> with Channing Tatum. I- I'll believe it when we see it, Chris, because I believe at one point in time we had an October release date. It was either supposed to be this year or last year. I have already forgotten. I I believe it was this year, and then Kingsman 2 took it, and then then moved around. So So I will believe it when I see it. And also, I think we were talking earlier this week uh, off the mic about this. Uh, We're thinking that maybe they have to just stay claim to a date because, you know, Channing Tatum probably going to be in Kingsman 3. We're probably going to get a Kingsman 3. I'm sure there's going to be some scheduling issues. He's uh, he's the guy that's going to sell this movie. Like, uh, I I don't know if we've had any other big casting announcements around Gambit, but he's going to be the one that get, gets people in, in the seats. So uh, I couldn't yeah, even tell you sure. who, who the director is at this point. <laughs> yeah, so they got, they got to make sure that they have him uh, ready to go. So maybe they're just like, hey, let's lay claim to this. Um, I think some people are wondering if this is might be a rated R movie, just because this is the famous spot that Deadpool made so much money in at rated R. Um, I don't. When I think of Gambit, I don't think that it needs to be rated R. I don't think of that character as needing like you know to swear or need to have like a lot of blood. So I I feel like if it gets rated R, it's almost just for the sake of just having that R rating kind of like they did way back in the day in like the 80s and 90s where they're like hey make this movie rated r so it makes more money so maybe we're back around to that then so yeah i think that's the big thing i'm waiting on is who's directing this movie and what's it going to be rated yeah that's that's probably out there i just don't know offhand but they do have a working title and apparently it's called chess and gambit chess (laughs) it's it's, it's apparently not like card related like you'd you'd think they try to give it a subtle mm-hmm. name about cards like old maid or go fish or something like that or like a uh, probably royal flush or something like that or i don't think they'd use old maid chris well you know what, what if they called it royal flush that's right for like just getting made fun of mike so that's how we feel about that movie we're gonna shift gears we got a lot of marvel news here because it's one of those special times of the year where kevin feige comes out of his hole and you know why he came out of his hole because he was at the thor red carpet premiere that's this right. Week. And in a historically awesome blunder, 
Mark Ruffalo live streamed the first 15 minutes of the movie with his phone in his pocket. <laughs> because he forgot lo- to shut off his live stream. I love this. This is the second week in a row we've talked about Mark Ruffalo just not understanding when and how to use his Facebook app on his phone. Uh, last week, he was live streaming that uh, 10-year anniversary uh, photo shoot of Marvel. Yeah. And like Samuel Jackson's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I love that he just like just has like no filter, has no impulse control for that. And then like he, I'm sure he was probably like live streaming in his pocket or like live streaming on the red carpet, walks yeah. into the theater and then just doesn't. I just love it that he just like he wants that he wants to be engaged with the digital audience, but he just doesn't quite know the tools yet. Or maybe it was just a pure accident. And maybe actually he's a pro at it. But I love that he did that, and he's and I like and he's just high profile enough to where this wouldn't just go unseen. You know, yeah. like if just a like a random person was live streaming it there, like we may have never known. So I'm curious what's in that 15 minutes. though. that's so funny. It, well, it's one of those things like you you can't really fire Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, like, you're not going to fire the Hulk. Like, you've already done it once. You're not going to fire another Hulk. So, uh, that, I don't know. That's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. And I would not uh, go out and listen to the audio. Like, I I want to go into Thor pretty pretty yeah. raw. So. And plus, we're, we're, we're so close. We're like three weeks away. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll give uh, Uncle Ruffalo a pass. I'm going to start calling him Uncle Ruffalo. <laughs> Uncle, Ru- Uncle Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Um, but, yeah, so that means not only are there 15 minutes of audio on the internet – the red carpet mirror also means spoilers are probably going to start coming out about this movie. I don't think mm-hmm. it's coming out in America first. Um, so if you're on the internet, there are, there are TV spots everywhere. Just avoid Thor. If you see Thor or, or Hulk or Loki or Hela or Jeff Goldblum for that matter, just just, <laughs> just look away, cover your ears. Spoilers are, are bound to come out for Thor Ragnarok, and I, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, I feel like this is our standard superhero slate. Uh, put your spoiler shields up. So uh, it's a it's it get ready. <laughs> Spoiler season has started for Thor, um, but then also, at a fun fact, we've got a confirmation: Thor Ragnarok is the longest Thor movie to date, despite us being trolled hardcore by Taika Waititi. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta you gotta back end a Planet Hulk movie in there somehow, so you gotta make it he, a little he longer. He kept telling people it was ninety <laughs> minutes, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the shortest Marvel movie ever." No, it's hundred and thirty minutes and some seconds long, Mike. <laughs> um, which makes it the longest Thor movie to date, but I was I was expecting a ninety minute movie if I was to be honest. Like <laughs> they're just gonna get in there, they're gonna pal around for a little bit, move along, and it's gonna. That would have been insane. So, that would have been insane. <laughs> now I've got forty extra minutes. I'm like, oh my god, how much battling can they do in forty minutes? I'm really excited to see where that goes. Hopefully, hopefully a lot, and I hope it's very expensive and uh, fun. <laughs> yes, I, I definitely think so. Also, here's your official superhero slate. Uh, first notice are two in credit scenes to Thor Ragnarok, so the usual. Hell yeah! Um, there's there's one at the, you know, right at the tail end of the movie to set up the larger universe as usual, and then one at the very end that's related to the movie. So um, they like it's pretty. I'm, I don't know what it is. I just know that the, this is not a Guardians of the Galaxy experience where you have five. <laughs> so because mm-hmm. everyone's counting now. Also, this is something you know. If you see our thumbnail, we're going to talk a little about Age of Ultron. The ending has been changed and then like retconned from from what was what has originally been happened Mike and and I'm going to tell you a little bit you can tell me whether you knew this or you didn't know this all right so Joss Whedon originally wanted the Hulk to go to outer space at the end of Age of Ultron mm-hmm. so he said they felt they they did the scene where the Hulk was going into space and he was actually supposed to be looking in the space Joss was like you know what we don't have a planet Hulk movie in development there's been some reporting saying we do 
but we really don't. So we're going to have to change this to blue skies to make sure, because of this reporting. Because if, if we say he's in space and then everyone says, here's there's a Thor, a planet Hulk movie on the horizon, they're going to come for us. Yeah, and I believe that in the in the end of Ultron, they say that he was last like tracked over like the Caspian Sea, and I think in the other version they said that he was last tracked near like the orbit like, of Saturn yes. or something like that. So uh, there's lots there's a there's a lot packed into here. First of all, it's crazy that just reports out there of these movies is enough to. F- is enough to get a, an ending of a movie changed like that really surprises me that like feige didn't want to fan the flames of this rumor just because i don't think i i mean i don't think it would have hurt them in any way to really do that but i do kind of like how they subverted the future of the hulk a little bit because if we would have saw him going in the space i think we would have made the connection even more direct that he was going to be possibly yeah. in thor or meet up with the guardians of the galaxy so i kind of like how uh we did end up getting him in the Thor movie, so I'm okay with that. Um, also, can Quinjets just go into space? I didn't. Did the Quinjet? I know they they had one kind of go into maybe upper orbit for um, one of the finales of Agents of Shield, I believe. But I didn't know these were space fi- um, um, vehicles. Well, they left that kind of vague in Age of Ultron that this is a Stark um, prototype jet because it has the the prototype stealthing that no one can even track it with the cloaking mm-hmm. and they didn't really develop like if it would have if he would have went into space they probably would have had a line about I it, guess so. so I guess maybe this change um, maybe worked a little bit in the favor of the greater universe of not introducing space too quickly I mean I know we have space in the Guardians of the Galaxy but I think there's gonna be a little finessing when we connect our heroes on earth to space you know there's got to be some sort of logic there. It's not just like, oh, we have spaceships and we can get up there like super easily now. You mm-hmm. know, these characters have all been very grounded on Earth, and I feel like it's going to be a big deal when they go huh. to space. Well, even Iron Man 1 subverted it when they were like, well, what about the freezing problem? Like, yeah. if you go up too high. So, like, they even touched on it like, no, we can't go this high in the first Iron Man movie kind of thing. So, I, I agree with you. Like, they got they can't just, oh, well, we have this now. This This happened without explaining it kind of thing. Yeah, and and also when it comes to Planet Hulk, like we're just as of right now, this may be different since Spider Man uh, came out this summer, uh, just recently dropped in China and made tons of money in China. Um, uh, Universal owns the rights to the standalone Hulk movies, which is kind mm-hmm. of a, its own kind of uh, unique deal. Because yeah, Sony does own the rights to Spider Man, but they own the rights to all of Spider Man. Marvel just can't make can't just throw Spider-Man in a movie without Sony's approval. It's just Universal's a distribution rights. Like if Marvel can make the movie and they don't have to tell Universal, but if they want to put it in theaters, they owe Universal a lot of money. Yeah. So basically Universal kind of has this really weird deal where they're not even really benefiting from it, which is bizarre because it's just like, it's not like they're going to go out and make their own Hulk movies. So why don't you just let Marvel make their own standalone Hulk movie, give you money from it, because you're not making really any money off the Hulk. You're just kind of using it as leverage for I don't know what. Maybe it's just all executive leverage, and it's all happening in the in the shadowy back ends of Hollywood, and we don't really know what's going on. But I, think, I don't. I'm, I think Universal is for it. I think the old president of Marvel, Ike Perlmutter, but whenever it wasn't Disney related, he was against it. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to give them any money. 
So. Yeah, maybe. But I think when you see all the movie, all the money Spider-Man made, I think maybe you come back around to the idea of a standalone Hulk movie. Uh, I think Ruffalo said earlier this year that he feels like he's getting too old to play the Hulk, which I kind of don't quite understand just because, well, I mean, you might be doing motion capture for the Hulk, but it's not like you're literally like crashing through buildings. Like you're a scientist when you're Mark Ruffalo, and then you you know you're only wearing a motion capture suit to do the other stuff. So I don't know if that holds much weight to it at all. But I I think he could do a standalone movie. I'm glad it's not Planet Hulk though. We've talked about this on the podcast before. I think the, I think just the optics of Planet Hulk is like too almost too large for a movie. You're just gonna have tons of CG characters. It might feel a little bit like Avatar. You know, there's not a whole lot of human activity activity and and just in that comic book and also um in the animated movie that might still be on netflix i'm not too sure so i do like the idea that they they wove it into thor so i think yeah. actually this worked out well in their favor because thor actually does does thor pop up in planet hulk or is it just beta ray bill just beta well beta ray bill in the cartoon movie uh, Silver Surfer in the actual comic. Yeah, so I like the idea that, you know, we do get Hulk and we get these this awesome team-up movie, mm-hmm. so this is the best way to do Planet Hulk. They found a good compromise, but I have a feeling there's lots of really big Hulk fans out there that there's just like, there's this one Hulk story I gotta see. It's gonna be standalone. I want Hulk's name on the poster. Of course, somebody can show up and, and like, pile around with him, but it's gonna be a Hulk movie, so that would be cool to see fleshed out, but... I don't know. Universal, I feel like they're going to come around. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think Universal is saying no at all. I think it's all on the Marvel side because Universal has been like, we don't care. Like, we're just distribu- distributing it, so make your film. And this is Marvel's yeah. way of like, well, we can just put them in these movies and not pay Universal at all. Yeah, but, well, but I mean, fa- the, Phase 4 and 5, they might need some movies. But so. <laughs> the, the, the base, like the base of Super movies, the team-up movies are better than individual movies now. Um, mm-hmm. Because we've, we've seen individual movies, like they all sometimes work, so I'm, I'm glad he's in Thor Ragnarok. I'm very looking forward to this. Um, the funniest part about this whole story about the changing of the end is they told Joss we'd know, and then a year later they had to go back like, well, actually we're going to send them into space. So, <laughs> uh, whoops. So, but, yeah, I mean... He can't really it'll do probably, about it. So. It'll probably be some sort of portal or wormhole or something like that. We talk, I think we talked about that maybe in our Age of Ultron spoiler cast. Or like, oh, maybe some like Asgardian's going to rip open a portal and his Quinjet's going to fly through it. Oh. You know. Oh, I already know I, the answer, but I'm not going to tell ooh, you. Ooh, okay. So, but, you know, that's <laughs> fine. Thor Ragnarok's coming up. I'm really excited. Um, really, really excited to, to dive back into this. This winter movie season is really kick-ass. So, mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing quite a bit. In the middle of this, um, though, I'm going to take a little break and play a little video game called Lego uh, Marvel Super Heroes 2. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful there. Um, <laughs> the story trailer landed this week, and it's definitely interesting because the the voice and the, the eyes of like the story trailer is through Cosmo, the space dog. Oh, jeez. It's so weird. It's like, so they're like, we need a voice actor that can speak like a dog but also in a Russian accent. It's very bizarre. <laughs> yeah, so if, like, you, you've seen how dogs talk on, like, the internet or what you imagine your dog says, but then add a Russian accent to it, and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> um, this game's dropping November 17th. It focuses on pulling multiple universes, so there are a bunch of different character versions of characters you know here, like Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. Cowboy Captain America, uh, Spider-Gwen's a big thing that they're pulling in here now, so... They got that going for it. But I thought that the cool thing is the season pass was announced. And the DLC includes stuff from the movies like Guardians 2, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But also from the TV shows Cloak and Dagger and The Runaways. 
So oh, wow, they're not just cool. limiting this to movie levels as well. They're they're adding the TV stuff in. Yeah, that's great when you uh, make a, a video game and you don't have to worry all about licenses. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, we own all the characters, so here we go. What I like about the superheroes rather than the Marvel Avengers Lego games is, like, the superheroes is this own unique story, and they can put any and all the characters they want in there. So mm-hmm. um, really looking forward to diving into it and, and revisiting this and, and seeing how it is. Uh, goes so I don't know. Yeah, there's our story well, I, trailer to watch if you want to see. I wish you luck on November 14th on getting those uh, gold bricks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need those gold bricks, man. Gotta need them. <laughs> gotta get them bricks. Agents of Shield's got a little bit of news here. Um, they're casting for a Kree assassin named Sal's Beck, uh, is what it sounds like. And Kree assassins in C- Shield season five, no big deal, right? They're in space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they dealt with the Cree. Coulson has Cree blood in them. There's, it's been a big deal. But um, in the comic book, Sal's Beck was actually a Cree, one of three assassins hired to hunt down the inhuman royal family. So mm-hmm. whether this is a, I mean, they're, they're casting this person now so they can't put him in the inhuman show. But maybe a tie-in down the road, like later in the second half of season five, including the yeah. Inhumans? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we kind of had a theory rolling around between the two of us that this season might be the last for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and uh, I don't know exactly how Inhumans has been rolling out week by week. I don't know if people are really into it, if it's going to get a second season. If it, if it does get the second season, is it going to be expanded and kind of take over for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? But maybe they'll just kind of lump the two together and just kind of go out in a blaze of glory and just merge the two for like, you know, maybe like a five-part episode series finale craziness. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I mean, it's just... <laughs> we uh, don't know. <laughs> we, we know nothing. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think Inhumans is going to get another season if they did want to bring the cast in and, like, be like, okay, well, the Inhumans know the Kree and they've been in the space and all this other stuff. This is one way to do it, but this could just be a character they're casting to, to have in S.H.I.E.L.D. and put him that way. I don't know. I don't, I don't think much will come out of it, but everyone was kind of like, oh, it's an Inhumans character. I'm like, yeah, kind of. He's not an Inhuman. He's a Kree. And we've had Kree before. So, oh, well. Black Panther is on the horizon, Mike. We are uh-huh. so close to more Black Panther news because a new trailer has been classified by the British Board of Film something or other, the BBFC, and it's 2 minutes and 18 seconds long. And since it's already classified, we are just a couple of weeks away from its release. Oh, yeah, and and what comes out in a couple of weeks, Chris? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Thor? <laughs> Thor. So I think it's going to drop before, before Thor so we get to watch it in theaters with Thor. Oh. We're gonna have some awesome trailers before we uh, before we see Thor, and we'll probably see that trailer again before we see uh, um, Star Wars. So and, just, uh, and Justice League at that. So oh yeah, uh, so yeah the the uh, the other Black Panther trailer we have is technically not considered a full trailer, right? It's probably considered a teaser. I would I would think I would think it's a teaser, but it, I mean they gave it a full two minutes plus on yeah. that one as well, which was surprising. But I. I, yeah, I yeah, I guess in the new definition of So teachers. they did show a new Black Panther trailer at San Diego Comic-Con, and this could be mm-hmm. it. This could be um, a, a finished version of that one. Oh, maybe. So, I mean, yeah, that other Black Panther trailer we have is just awesome. Uh, I'm looking, really looking forward for more of this. Uh, we had a lot of questions about like how much of this movie takes place in Wakanda. Are they globetrotting? What's going on here? I want to see more of this Wakanda tech, like that badass chick with those like tiger gauntlets. Yeah, those sure. were yeah. th- those were sick. I want to see something. I want to see more like that. So, 
uh yeah let's let's wait and see uh maybe maybe we'll get like a reveal of a character that might be kind of cool because like we said a lot of these movies have uh, uh been team up movies and obviously it's 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 his first solo outing but I don't know. Maybe we'll see like a glimpse of Bucky. We we all know Bucky's there, so maybe we'll just see. Uh, maybe we'll see like a mechanical arm being like worked on in the background, and I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm on the lookout for some Bucky. I'm th- I'm thinking we're gonna see Michael B. Jordan's his suit for his character, who's gonna get a Ooh, suit. That'd be sick. Um, it, apparently it's made of vibranium and more golden. So maybe we'll we'll see what that visually looks like. Two mm. Black Panther suits fighting each other, Mike. How cool would that be? With a mechanical arm in the background. With one like, mechanical yeah. arm right in the background. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even have to be attached to him. You know, they, obviously they remove it to work on it, so it could just be like wiggling around on the ground like a worm, like it got but loose off the he, table. He doesn't even have one when he goes into hypersleep. They're building him one. Yeah, that's right, and it's going to be made out of vibranium. It's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. So that Black Panther trailer, I'm thinking it's going to pop up before Thor. But if that's coming before Thor, that makes me think this Avengers Infinity War trailer will be before The Last Whoa, Jedi Chris, instead. Chris, don't. Don't tempt me, man. Holy crap. So the trailer, Kevin Feige has said the trailer will be here before the year's over. Well, that doesn't Mm. give me any hope that as soon, but Marvel usually doesn't have two big movies launching at the beginning of a year, right? This is their first time. Yeah, and if it's supposed to be here before the year's over, it's not like they're just going to randomly drop it during the holidays after Star Wars. That would be kind of weird. You know, they're going to attach it to something. So it makes sense that maybe the week before Star Wars comes out, we get it. Yeah, I'm thinking the week of Star Wars because nothing's going to make you more hyped for the movie you're watching than seeing an infinity war trailer mike like imagine your energy's already up and going and then star wars hits you and you're like this is life this is this is the nerd's paradise man everything we didn't think would ever happen is happening all at once and it's going to be so good plus you know if star wars sold enough tickets to break the internet um you know you're going to see a lot of eyeballs on that Infinity War trailer. Sure. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, another bold league, bold thing was like, what if they put it before Justice League? Just Ooh. to kind of steal some thunder, but I don't <laughs> think they will. I don't think they yeah. will. And sometimes I think that kind of goes down to also the theater chain that you're at. Because sometimes like I don't see the same trailers that you do. So Yeah, I did, we'll I did we'll get to see wait. Pacific Rim. Like the day it came out in the theater. So that was really Ooh. cool. So Sick. Uh, sick. Sick. Totally sick. <laughs> and since Feige is Feige is out of his hole, we got some more news here. Uh, the Avengers Four, the title apparently is not a spoiler. They're just trying to space out their marketing a little bit. That that's smart. Yeah, you don't want to. And it's probably a little confusing too because these movies. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Avengers three and Avengers four are coming out within a year of each other, correct? Exactly one year apart. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, that is that's very. There's going to be a lot of cross marketing there because they market these movies really, really far out. Maybe not a trailer a year ahead of time, but you know, there's going to be something announced there. And with these movies so connected, I bet that we might get that um, Captain America first Avengers. Um, tag at the end of the movie that would be crazy you finish watching um you finish watching the third avengers and at the very end maybe you get some sort of like logo reveal for avengers 4 oh man that would be crazy are you kidding me i would lose it you know obviously there's probably going to be some sort of end credit scene that uh hints to captain marvel because that's going to be in the middle there and And ant-man's going to be in the middle there but i feel like you know uh, maybe maybe they do Ant Man if they want a little comic <laughs> relief somewhere in there, but 
whoo man that's gonna be that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be an experience when you're at avengers 3 because i feel like they're gonna tag some avengers 4 stuff onto that yeah i would like to see the first trailer for avengers 4 with it because i mean it's smart that they're not giving us the title now because everyone's like well i'm gonna go watch avengers next year well which one okay cool i get it yeah so that's smart and and we have one two three four five movies we know about before avengers (laughs) 4 hits so uh, I don't know. I'm really excited for all of it. It's a good time to be alive, and I I think you, you hit something on the head there with Captain Marvel because they're gonna have to introduce this character. Everything else, every other character has been pretty much introduced, so Captain Marvel uh-huh. will need to be introduced. And Feige also said, "Where's Captain?" Someone said, "Where's Captain Marvel?" He says, "The character is out there," and raises his hands to the sky, Mike. <laughs> so I need to know: have, Did you see him raise his hands to the sky, Chris, or are we just reading the report? I. I saw a picture, and I don't know if it was from that point of view, but I, I was reading okay. the article, and I saw a picture of him looking I'm at just curi- I'm just curious. Is he is he pointing? Is he raising his hands like he's, like, praising Like, something? praising Jesus, but, like, looking up, like, out, like, alien, the alien guy kind out of there. Okay, so, like, okay, I'm, I'm – you can't see this because this is a podcast, but I'm trying to reenact what Kevin Feige was doing by your description. He's looking up. His hands are to the sky. I feel like maybe he motions him a little bit. I'm channeling the Feige. I'm channeling I feel the like Feige. we're doing the same thing. I <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So I could see, like, maybe he's looking up the space. If this happened at night and maybe he was looking up at a dark sky, maybe he was channeling space. Maybe during the daytime he was channeling a dimension. So maybe the time that this happened during the day. I think we're getting too granular. Don't drag me. Right this, you are getting too granular. <laughs> I, think, I think he says – I think he means space. All right, space. I mean, that makes sense. What we know about the character, space makes sense. So that means if we had a Captain Marvel tease at the end of Avengers three, like uh, we gotta we gotta call in a favor or like call in somebody in Captain mm-hmm. Marvel lands in her first outfit. What if what if it just gets even? Yeah, what, like what if it gets even crazier instead of just an after credit scene? What if she just shows up in the third act? Like holy crap, that would be crazy. I don't think we've really ever seen anything like that in a Marvel movie. So, like I've said this before, I want Marvel to give me more surprises. Um, I know it's really, really, really hard to lock this stuff down with Ruffalo walking around live streaming everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would just love to see something unexpected because I mean, unfortunately, we're so on top of the news, it's going to be very hard to uh, surprise us. So if they could manage to do that, whoo, that'd be awesome. Well, what Mike doesn't know here is I cut out a lot of stuff that might ruin his experience experience as well so uh, i, I want to leave I, you surprised i want to get your reactions as well so i'm really i really want to know what captain marvel's up to man such a good friend looking out for me i someone's got to mike <laughs> as long as you keep watching the trailers for me i'll keep all the important stuff away from you good <laughs> the marvel cinematic universe is a very confusing timeline we touched a little bit on this i think in our spider-man homecoming thing and that's where people started really getting really confused about when things happened well, Kevin Feige says that their plan is to publish a timeline eventually, probably when Avengers 4, 3 or 4 hits, because of the time travel stuff will probably <laughs> mess with a lot of that. Yeah, so. and Chris, you want to know how you get that timeline? You're going to have to buy a super exclusive uh, box set of all the movies that comes in sort of like some sort of ridiculous themed container lined with velvet. It's going to be like $500 and it's going to have like this crazy fold out poster that's going to explain the whole timeline to you. I'm, I'm, I'd put money on that. That's what's going to happen. Maybe they publish it ahead of time, like online and like blogs pick it up and write about it. But there's going to be some sort of poster made to explain this timeline. Oh, they're going to poster everything, but I'm just going to look at the digital <laughs> version. I don't need a timeline that could be changed by phase four, Mike. I'm just going to leave it as it is. But we will know for sure where everything happens 
and what yeah. that is and who's right and who's wrong. And I'm really yeah. looking forward to, to doing that. Watch out for that time, Jim, everybody. Watch out for that time, Jim. The Han Solo movie is coming out in March as well. And we have news that the official title will be revealed very soon. Mm-hmm. So we will finally not be able to call the Han Solo 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 movie or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> and that a trailer cut is cut and floating around waiting to be released. Because oh. a bunch of other marketing materials have been finished. Whoa, are you telling me when I go see Star Wars at the end of the year, I'm going to be watching a Black Panther trailer. I'm going to be watching an Avengers 3 trailer. I'm going to be watching probably a Han Solo trailer. And who knows, maybe I'll be watching a Deadpool trailer too. You need to calm down. This is way too much. But yes, this is too intense, Chris. This is too intense. Yes. So since Han Solo is definitely four months over what it was originally supposed to be done filming principal photography, and they're just wrapping up as well, marking materials have been cut and done. Like there, there's no way they haven't figured out the title and all this stuff by now. I guess this is what happens when you bring Ron Howard in. He he writes the ship and gets things moving smoothly. Yeah, and and to have a cohesive thing, and you know, not to steal thunder from your current Star Wars movie, you gotta wait on that that trailer to drop. Um, but I would be very very surprised if we did not have one Star Wars teaser in front of the new Star Wars movie for a movie that <laughs> everyone is worried about. So maybe they'll get a little creative, like the Fast and Furious do with the Han Solo movie, and they'll call it like. Han riding solo or something like that. Get a little, get a little weird with the name. Just, just piss the people off out there. <laughs> get it, get out of my podcast, Mike. That was, that was bad, even by my standards. Han, Han, colon riding solo, and then riding solo is italicized, so you know it's special. Can't, only if it's I'll, papyrus, and I'll let you have it. <laughs> Comic okay, Sans, sorry, Comic Sans, Comic Sans, and you got it. Chris, why not both? Uh, why not? Damn, you're good. <laughs> so Han Solo, we got stuff coming soon. We'll keep you posted. Who knows what's going to happen? Justice League, however, is definitely on the horizon, and it has been officially rated as PG-13. They've reviewed this film, Mike. PG-13. I'm not surprised. Are you? Yeah, no one is. <laughs> but Zack Snyder is officially credited as the sole director on this film now. <sighs> that makes you. That makes you wonder if you know. Oh, does that just come down to the the general feeling of the executives at the studios that they kind of get to make that decision or is that like a director's union thing like did they kind of analyze the cut of the film and like okay Zack Snyder did a certain this percentage of the movie Joss only did this so he's going to get sole credit I wonder how that breaks down but also uh, considering the tragedy that happened in Zack Snyder's life I could totally see Joss Whedon going don't give me any credit for directing this movie uh, pass it on to Zach. He deserves it all. So I, I feel like I, I'm not surprised to see this. Yeah, I'm not either. Like I, I kind of I feel like Joss has done a whole lot, but like because of the circumstances around him leaving, it's going to be entirely different. So yeah, mm-hmm. that they've probably made some agreement with the directors' guild and the studio and everybody. Like okay, look, he left because of a family tragedy, not because you know we're mad at him. And he yeah, and may. And maybe Joss gets to kind of roll these favors over into his Batgirl movie, and he's just like, "I'm just gonna make, I'm gonna make the most Joss Whedon Batgirl movie there is, and you don't get to say anything." Yeah, pretty much. I'm bringing, <laughs> I hope, I hope you want Nathan Fillion in your movie because you're gonna have Nathan yeah, Fillion. He's in like, I can't, I can't hire anybody <laughs> I want. I can do anything I want. This is my favor. So, and they're like, as long as you make money, that's fine. Also, tickets go on sale for this at the end of October, which is really surprising. It's not sooner. Like. 
We are yeah, under, you would under a month away now. So yeah, you you would think they would have tacked that on to the last trailer that we got, you know? Yeah, especially something as big as Justice League. They're like, this is their Avengers level event, and they're like, eh, maybe, maybe we'll mm-hmm. sell tickets. Um, I want to also say Jeff Johns said something about this movie. Like back whenever he was um, Man of Steel started, he was not happy with the way Man of Steel was like sad and like Superman was not like the way Superman should have been. Mm-hmm. And now that he's in charge of DC films, like we might see a lot more of Jeff Johns comic book interpretations of the characters on film. So, well, let, let, let's hope, but it's unfortunate that like the next time we see Superman, he might be even sadder because he might have the black suit and might be basically emo Superman, but he won't have a mustache by God. They, they, uh, take, they digitally remove that mustache. I'm so going to be looking for those stray hairs that they didn't get. That's right. <laughs> and lastly, those ro- yeah, I mean, don't don't worry about we'll we'll get we'll get 4K <laughs> zooms on those. Like, did you really digitally remove this or, or what? Good luck, rotoscopers. Yes, but lastly, uh, some some information may cloud Justice League a little bit with Ben Affleck uh, on the receiving end of sexual harassment accusations before the film releases. Uh, I don't think it, it was what 15 years plus years ago on TRL. He. I think he groped someone someone's breasts, which I I don't think is very good at all. But I don't condone. Wow, it. that it's it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out because I feel like the the last time I remember kind of an accusation coming out being timed with a movie, it was around Brian Singer and the, the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. But this was all pre Harvey Weinstein. I feel like that all got swept under the rug, you know. So I don't know what happened there. So this this could end up being a very big deal because I'm really hoping Hollywood really learns to just not be gross and creepy, especially since my wife is trying very, very hard to make it into the industry. And I swear if any of that shit happens there, I'm going to be so pissed. So I hope Harvey Weinstein is a big enough thing to just kind of turn this on its head. Um, well, not just, not just, I mean, like that, the Bill Cosby thing. I mean, even a show we like screen junkies has just gone through it as well. Like, Oh geez. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, 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 <laughs> A lot of people are becoming empowered to speak about what's happened to them. And, um, you know, 15 years later, I know it's still not right, but, like, will it affect yeah. Ben Affleck at this point in his career? I don't know. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't know. And, you know, some people try to say you need to separate the art from the work. And I and I feel like no one can definitively say, like, whether somebody should or shouldn't. I guess it comes down to the person and how they perceive it. But, I, I mean, if... I don't know. Like, it, it, I know this is a weird, bizarro universe, but like, if for some reason Harvey Weinstein was cast as Batman and all this stuff came out, I'd be like, "Well, fuck you, Batman!" Like, I, yeah. Like, sorry, you, Justice League, you got You're gonna have to find a way out of this with without Harvey Weinstein. So I know that's a very weird scenario, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know what is mm-hmm. actually gonna come out of this Ben Affleck thing? You know, it, it was only it's only one person compared to like scores and scores of women so yeah it still means it could be true but if the al- i don't know if the alcoholism didn't ruin ben affleck this probably won't either yeah so. <laughs> oh. i don't know well we'll wait and see it's a it's a it's a it's a touchy it's a touchy hollywood landscape right now that it is legends of tomorrow is losing an actor for for the season of main actor uh, professor stein is leaving the show and he'll be going to work on broadway or something like that he wasn't fired uh, but um all right. i don't know how they're gonna do firestorm without him um, but we'll They'll see. Pro- I would assume there's either going to be some sort of convoluted plot where somebody takes um, Professor Stein's place, or maybe Firestorm will like ascend and become learn how to harness the power through some sort of something, and then he can just be a standalone character. Yeah, 
And the way Legends of Tomorrow works is there's time travel involved, and if he wants to come back later, they probably can figure it out. So yeah, there you go. That's that's really that. And lastly, uh, and I think this is the only non-superhero movie thing we have. <laughs> Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. A trailer has been confirmed to appear before Whoa! Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Chris. <laughs> so many trailers in front of the Star Wars movie. Yeah. And I feel like it's very, very purposeful. Every studio every studio out there knows. Everyone's going to watch Star Wars, yeah. There's going to be so many butts in those seats. we got to get our trailer in front of that movie. Whatever it takes. So, man, that is definitely show up early. Even if you bought your seats ahead of time and you got reserved seats, show up early to, to get all these trailers in. Well, and, and that comes out June 22nd, um, 2018, which makes me think your Deadpool theory is very right because that's June 1st. Yeah, maybe. This is going to be packed, man. And, of course, we'll probably Tickets see all Tickets on sale these... in December. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we'll probably see all these trailers on YouTube before, but, you know, it's cool being able to see them all together on the big screen with a group of people. That's always fun, seeing it with people and seeing them clap and cheer after a trailer. And, that just that just increases hype. And right before <laughs> the movie you want to see anyway. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just taking a quick five-minute break to watch this trailer and then before going back to work. Right before, like, a movie you want to see, the energy is at... You're peak energy, Mike. You're peak movie going experience. I'm so. at peak. I'm peaking. Oh man, you're peaking <laughs> over there. So I mean, that, yeah. So I don't know. This is all good. This was all good news to me this week. I was really happy to, to go through all this and really happy this to was... experience Star Wars with Mike here. I'm glad. I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. So this this was a packed episode too. I, I I hope you I hope you guys made it to the end and are and are satiated. Yes, satiated. But in the meantime, Mike, people want to know what you're up to. Where can they follow you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, you're a busy man. Where can they follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also head over to Comic UI and listen to my other show, Filmside Chats, and search DNN on YouTube to see the other videos I do. And, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but... People might be listening to this for the first time, Mike. They want to know more about our show, maybe our review episodes. Where can they find those at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all of the avenues we host this show and also to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of cool stuff today. There's some links in there. If you don't want to track them down, just go to SuperheroSlate.com. Click on the episode that you're listening to, and you're going to get all of our show notes there. It's going to be great. Uh, You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week, and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get some Superhero Slate merch, you can get that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We really love and appreciate that. Yeah, if you if you liking what you're listening to, we we love your feedback, whether it's a good or bad. We love the constructive criticism as well. Um, if you want to leave us a review, uh, oh, we we're really gonna like that. If you if there's any sort of like star meter or gauge wherever you're listening to our show, drop us a review, drop us a, a rating. We love that. Uh, and of course, if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. Bam, one in the can, one more. There we go, and that much closer to more trailers and more pictures and more movies and more reviews and oh we're so excited i'm so excited mike i'm just i gotta i gotta go i gotta relax my blood pressure <laughs> is pe- rising you're peeking you're peeking oh my god it's <laughs> contagious so uh, we're peeking oh my god <laughs> oh, okay well we'll see you guys next week all right bye thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe 
I had to turn my heat on for the first time today. It's it was an adventure. I'd never turned a real heater on in a house like this before. 